I enjoyed the day. That fellow that was visiting this morning, my wife said, it's a good thing we don't have a bunch of them and they'd preach you to death. <laughs> when he got to saying amen and carrying on, I said, I got me one today. I'm going to preach today. <laughs> but he, he took a minute. Boy, he loved the Lord. And uh, he took, he come down to uh, help somebody. I forgot now, but he uh, he said, I got up this morning to go to church. And uh, he went to one church. He said, uh, what kind of Bible y'all use here in this church? He said, any kind you want to bring. He said, well, I ain't staying here. <laughs> and he remembered he, that he'd been watching us on the YouTube and listening to us on the podcast. And he said, I'm going down there to see if that guy's real or not. <laughs> And he told me after church, he said, he's real. <laughs> oh, man, but I thought it was neat. I asked Brother Gibbs, I said, Brother Gibbs, did you know you brought your brother today? He said, where? I said, look at him. Both of them got bald heads. <laughs> oh, man, I was feeling good today. If I can take the... Bible and line it up where I can show you the difference in different versions. I wonder would y'all like to uh, study that because it's very important the difference in versions of the Bible. I I'm a sticker for the King James Bible. I'll never preach out of anything else if I know it. Every verse that I ask the ladies that does the prayer sheet and everything, I, I ask them to be sure that you uh, write down the King James Bible verses when you put in the bulletin or anything they do. And uh, the songs that we sing go along with our Bible and everything, but I have people all the time, why do you use just the King James? What's the difference? And they really don't know. And uh, if you study uh, the different versions of the Bible, you can see that words make a difference. And we need to know the difference. Because the devil is very subtle, the Bible says, and he will trick you. And when he when you can when the changes the, the biggest tool that the devil has got is changing the Word of God. Because once you change the Word of God, then you don't know what you believe. You don't understand it. And so I would like to make a study on that, if you would. But tonight, I want to continue where we was at in our Sunday school class this morning on the vocabulary of salvation and what we receive, what happens the very moment that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and so tonight, if you'll turn to First Peter, I want to continue there in First Peter, and uh, chapter three, and one verse, please, verse eighteen. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I ask you to give us understanding by the Holy Spirit's wisdom tonight now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
The word that I want to start off with tonight is substitution. In 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God. Number one, there's temporary substitution. In the Old Testament times, before Calvary, the sheep died for the shepherd. You go back to Genesis 22 where Abraham offered his son up and uh, then you find a ram caught in a thicket and he took the place of his son. That's a picture of that. Uh, Exodus 12 verses 3 through 7. Exodus 12 through verse 13, or 12 and 13 talks about uh, bringing a sheep for each member of the family. Each one, or bringing a, a sheep for each family and offering that sheep as a sacrifice for their sin or a picture of the coming Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time they offered that blood sacrifice, that was a, a lamb dying, uh, picturing Christ, uh, the Christ dying on the cross of Calvary. So that was temporary. Now, if you go on down to the New Testament, we have a permanent substitution. Hebrews 10 verse 4 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. The New Testament, in New Testament times, after Calvary, the shepherd died for the sheep. In the Old Testament, the sheep is dying for the shepherd. But here, in the New Testament, we have the shepherd dying for the sheep. In John 10 verse 11 said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now because of this, Christ became on the cross what he was not uh, sin, but he came sin for us. That we might become what we were not, and that is righteousness. The Son of God became a son of man, that the sons of men might become the sons of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. So you have uh, substitution uh, when when we realize that Jesus took our place on the cross of Calvary. He died for our sins. We can't do that. Only God can do that. Thirdly, in the words going down, the word reconciliation. And 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 says, For God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself. Now, reconciliation is God bringing us back to Him. That's what it simply means. Now, the completeness of salvation. The majority of the time when we preach salvation, we usually talk about the salvation of the soul. But the completeness of God's salvation in Christ Jesus includes body, soul, and spirit. That's the reason that I uh, talk at the graveyard, graveside services usually, uh, where the, that body is cremated or whatever you do with the body. Uh, but at that time, I always mention the sanctity of the body. And a lot of times we just, uh, people want to say, well, I'm going to die and just throw me out there in the ground. That's the end of me. No, it's not. Jesus died for the, our body, soul, and spirit. That's the completeness of of salvation. Salvation in regard to man's body. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 44 said, It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. 
Right now we're living in this natural body, but one day when we die in this body, then this body goes to the ground and it comes up a spiritual body. And so the salvation in regard to the body, now it's a natural body, it will be a spiritual body. Two, salvation in regard to man's soul. In 1 Peter 1, 9, says, Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. 1 Peter 4, 19, James 1, 21, Hebrews 6, 19, all say, all this are, are talking about the same thing. So we have the body Jesus died for. Uh, we have the soul that Jesus died for. And then salvation in regard to man's spirit. Uh, is given to us in Romans chapter 8 in verse 16. Back up there for just a minute. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The Spirit itself bears with us our spirit that we are the children of God. So when not, when you get saved, Jesus, we receive salvation, if you can put it in this sense. When the, the moment that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I receive salvation of this body and my soul and my spirit. All in one, they're saved by the grace of God. The security of salvation. Now, does the Bible present a whole unconditional and permanent salvation? Or... Does the Bible offer a holy, conditional, and temporary salvation? Here's what I'm saying. The proofs of eternal security. The work of the eternal trinity guarantees eternal security. The work of the Father. Because of His plan and program. Let me, let me put it this way. I didn't plan my salvation. I didn't plan uh, that Jesus would die for me. I don't have a plan for my salvation. God's plan is what his salvation is based on. So, who can change God? Nobody. Romans 8, 28 through 39 plus, nobody can change what God has put forth. Now, what is God's plan? To predestine all those he foreknew to be conformed to the image of Christ. Romans 8, 29. Two, to accept all those in Christ. And Ephesians 1 verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Now here's what I'm talking about. If if you go to heaven's door and God says to you, let you in, the only reason you're going to get in because we're in Christ Jesus. Amen? Anybody that's not in Christ Jesus is not going to get in. It's just that simple. Ephesians 1 verse 6 to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. And people tell me all the time, or like one man said, I, cuss, I, I mashed my thumb and I didn't cuss God and I know I'm going to heaven. I ain't going to get Him in. Amen? Others say, well, I've been a good person, I've paid my debts, and I've been a good family man. They'll give you every reason that they ought to be left in, invited into heaven. No. The only reason anybody will go to heaven if you're in Christ Jesus. That simply means the believer has a much right to be in heaven as Christ does. If Christ is in heaven, I'm in heaven. Why? Because I'm in Christ. Now, who can take that away then? 
Now, the plan of God is to call, to justify, and to glorify all those accepted in Christ. Romans 8, verse 30. Now, watch this. Then, uh, them he also glorified. You know what that means? When you accept Jesus Christ, you are glorified. You are made uh, the same glory that God has in heaven. You have made that in Christ Jesus. Now, we know that glorification will not take place until after the rapture. Here in Romans chapter 8, verse 30, Paul puts the words glorified in the past tense. In other words, in God's sight, the believer is already glorified in heaven with Christ. Did you know the Bible says that we're vagabonds down here? We're just traveling through this world. This world's not my home. I'm a stranger down here. But while I'm here, I'm an ambassador for Christ. I want people to look at me and say, I want, a, I want Christ, uh, that he, like, uh, he lives and believes in Christ. That's an ambassador. But in God's mind, in God's uh, ordained way, he's, we're already glorified in Christ Jesus. Although we're not out of this body yet. The plan of God the Father is <clears throat> to gather all believers in Christ in the fullness of time. Ephesians 1 verse 10. What that simply means that one of these days everybody that Jesus has saved by His grace is going to heaven. And you cannot stop that. To d display those He has gathered in Christ as trophy of His grace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7. In other words, why are we going to heaven? Not for our glory, but to glorify the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, because of His grace that He gave us eternal life. Now, the proof of eternal security is also because of God's power. Romans chapter 8. If you can take me out of God's hand, then I can lose my salvation. But ain't nobody can take me out of God's hand. Number two... Because of God's love. Romans 8 verse 31 through 39 says that God loves me. Well, brother, I got news for you. If He loves me, He's going to keep me. Again, because of His faithfulness in chastising His own. Hebrews 12 verse 1 through 11. Uh, God don't chastise the unbeliever. He chastises the believer. Amen. One of the ways I know I belong to God because He whips me every once in a while. And I mean that. And, and if we could ever learn that lesson that God is dealing with us, thank God for that. Amen? Because that's proof that I am a child of God. The work of the Son guarantees the security of the believer because of His promise. In John 10, verse 27 and 28, Jesus said Himself, As many my Father gives me, no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. That's the promise of Jesus. Amen? And because of His prayer, in John 17, verse 9 through 20, Jesus prayed for everyone that would come unto Him, that none, He would lose none, that all be saved that would come unto Him. And because of His death, Isaiah 53, He died for the ungodly that we might be justified. And because of His resurrection, when Jesus rose from the dead, so will we in Christ Jesus. And because of His present ministry, John 17 again. He's interceding for us right now by the right hand of God the Father in heaven. 
So we have all these proofs of the security of the believer in relation to the Son. Romans 5, verse 10. For if when we were sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Jesus died to get me saved, but He now lives to keep me saved. The work of the Holy Spirit in the term security. He, rege- he regenerates the believer. In other words, you ever hear somebody say, I want my heart made over. I want, a, I want God to make me an, over a new creature. Not me. I want Him to give me a new heart. Like the Bible says. Amen? I want Him to give me a, a new life. Don't mess with that old thing. Bury that old thing. According to uh, Romans chapter 6, I want a brand new life in Christ. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He regenerates us. He, the Holy Spirit baptizes the believer into the body of Christ. We get into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit baptizing us into His body. He indwells the believer. One of the ways that I know that the Holy that I'm saved forever is because every time I read the Bible, the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. And every time I do something wrong, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and tells me, don't do that. Behave yourself. He seals the believer. Ephesians 4 verse 30. I am sealed. I am kept by a seal. I belong to Him. He strengthens the believer. Ephesians 3 verse 16. Uh, He prays for the believer. Romans 8 verse 26. Here's what I'm saying. I thank God for full salvation. Body, soul, and spirit. Amen? I mean it. I thank God for full salvation. And if you think about that for just a minute, you understand then I'm saved, I'm kept by the glory of God, and nothing going to take my salvation away from me. And this old body's going to live again, and my spirit and soul's going to live in me, and I'm going to be a new creature in Christ Jesus when I get to heaven. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your complete salvation. You don't do anything halfway. When I read the book of Genesis and you said you do something, it's good. Every time you're doing something, it's good. And Lord, when you saved our soul, it's good. And it's complete. Bless us tonight as we do everything we can as long as you'll let us live on this earth to glorify thy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Page 43. Page 43. Savior, I shall not be moved. He is my Savior, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the 